Hello everyone, Amber Gamer Guy here, and welcome to Hysterical Horizons. Today, we're going to be talking about this crazy-ass election that's coming up, and uh, also, more importantly, kind of looking ahead and looking back on just a ton of shit that I've learned over the past four years. It's kind of like that part at the end of South Park where Kyle goes on about what he's learned, and... Um, I do want you to know that over these past four, five years, or a little bit more than that even, I've been smoking a fuck ton of weed. So bear in mind that these are pretty stoned out of my mind thoughts, but they're different. So I think in this weird time, we need to celebrate our differences and our uniqueness and maybe use it to come up with some answers that nobody else has fucking thought of yet. And that's why I'm here to kind of really just lament the fact that a lot of us don't seem to have learned very much from the last election. Now, please do not take offense. I'm not trying to judge you. I have no fucking clue how I came to these answers, and maybe I'm wrong about all the shit I'm about to go on and on about. I would like to be upfront about it right now that I don't think I'm Kanye West. I'm like, I'm right about everything. I'm the best, coolest shit ever. It's just, these ideas make a lot of sense to me, and I know that I come up with them when I'm fucking baked out of my mind, but I do sober up, and then I do rethink over what I thought about, and I'm like, you know what? It still sounds a little fucked up, but it also still makes some sense, and that's even more fucked up. So either my brain's totally fucked up, or my fucked up brain came up with the fucking right fucked up ideas. You be the fucked up judge, ladies and gentlemen. We're going into this election with Biden and Trump really just losing our minds. You know, if you're on Biden's side, the idea of Trump winning is a fucking nightmare. And I'm not saying it's not, by the way. Um, if you're on Trump's side, the idea of Biden winning is a fucking nightmare. And again, I'm not saying it's not. Which side does he stand on? Um, yeah, that's the fucking crazy thing. I went into this uh, last four-year period with Trump, you know, being a really, really, really staunch, like, really fucking hardcore liberal. And to the point, like, Green Party supporter, just fucking hardcore Green Party supporter, because I was not going to support the war machine, I wasn't going to support Trump, I couldn't support Hillary, and I couldn't support Trump, and everybody was like, you're, you're backing a losing party, and I'm like, I know, but at the same time, I feel like, I can't vote for, I can't vote against my, my conscience, you know? I can't vote for people who I don't trust and believe in. I gotta have some kind of faith and put my vote in somebody that I think might actually do some good. And then I learned that everybody was right, that it was a waste of a vote. But then I also kind of really thought about it. Going into this election, I don't really care who wins. It's a liberating feeling, to be quite honest, because I've kind of come to a really startling conclusion. Nothing really changed while Obama was in office. Now, I'm not one of those people who's really just trying to shit all over him, but I'm also not somebody who's going to totally praise him. But before I really get into the nitty-gritty of what I think, I do want to throw out the caveat that I think that Obama has a very, very, very good reason for not really doing as much as he could have, and that reason is JFK, and I won't say any more. You can figure that out for your fucking selves. 
Um, but in any case, he really, you know, he helped the bankers way too fucking much. He really screwed over small businesses in a major fucking way. He wasn't the champion of the people that he portrayed himself to be. That's just a fact. I don't want it to be a fact, and I kept hoping during the fucking riots this year or during the COVID shit that he was going to come out and really just be the fucking leader that we all believed him to be. Because I really believed him to be that leader during years. Like, I wasn't an Obama, like, fucking hater, and I'm not even a hater now. I'm just a realist who's like, dude, you're not who you pretend to be. You're just another politician. And once you come to the conclusion that Obama's just another politician, it's when you really just kind of have to look at what Trump's been doing and you're like, he's a fucking arrogant douchebag blowhard who can be kind of hilarious at times. We do have to admit that. But he can also be really fucking horrific at times and we all have to admit that as well. Ooh. Trump supporters aren't going to like that. I'm sorry, but you do have to admit he's said and done some pretty fucked up shit. But I'm kind of of the mindset that that's all part of the dog and pony show. Because really, if people on reality TV like the Kardashians aren't actually portraying their real reality, and come on guys, girls, if you think keeping up with the Kardashians is legitimate reality, that they're legitimately filming them and that they don't have scripts and that they're not writing stories for them and coming up with shit like that, Wow, no wonder this country thinks that voting for a president is really going to affect some kind of change. And I mean, it was really when I was thinking about JFK more and more that I came to this like, fucking mind-blowing conclusion of why the fuck do we keep waiting for a president to do the job for us? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Those are JFK's most famous words. Trump's most famous words are, make America great again. And those were also some of Reagan's famous words. See, those are repeated words there. Change was a repeated slogan. It had been used before. But ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Coming out of a Democrat? A liberal? implying that it's our responsibility to build the world that we want to see? Why haven't we heard that again? It's almost like they don't want us to take power and agency and responsibility for ourselves. And yes, I'm talking about the days, some of that conspiracy theorist shit. But realistically, I do think that there are more people in power than just the president. And the, where I differ from most conspiracy theorists who believe in, like, the Illuminati and shit like that is the fact that I don't think that the people in power are ultimately the bad guys. I think that they are some cold, cold people. But I do think that if you rose to a certain point of power and if you were basically in control of the world and if you actually had somewhat of a decent heart, like, let's assume they're not just the fucking devil incarnate, let's assume they're actually good guys... Yeah, with can, just seeing how Americans react, can you not imagine that figuring out how to run the world and, and figuring out how to get humans to behave properly, or not even just behave properly, but not to abuse our freedoms? Like, fuck, that's got to be a fucking challenge. Because it's, it's like I've been constantly thinking about this body positive thing. 
It's like th these last four years have really made me rethink a lot of things that I was initially really for, and now I'm not against it like the other side's against it for, where they're like, oh yeah, you're fucking fat and ugly, man. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. I love fat girls. Most of the women I've dated, if not all the women I've dated, except for one Jessica Rabbit looking name, were fat chicks. And they were beautiful. They were sexy. And my god, the Jessica Rabbit chick was sexy to look at too. But in bed, a fat chick wins every day of the week because more pushing for the pushing. It's like having sex with a gigantic teddy bear. Fat women are sexy. But they're also incredibly selfish. But that goes for fat men, too. It's not just fat women. Um, it, it's anybody who's fat. You're selfish. And I have to tell you this because there are two reasons why I've always... Or not always. Fucking hyperbolic speech, you dumb asshole. <laughs> there are two reasons why I've come to the conclusion that body positivity is a big fucking problem. And it's not that I'm really trying to call you people selfish to make you feel shitty about yourselves, because I know you already feel shitty about yourselves, but you're really pitying yourselves a little bit too much, and you're justifying eating all this food like, oh, well, we can work out, we can exercise, and it's okay, it's not going to affect our health. Eh. Eating all that stuff is going to affect your longevity of life, and anybody who's actually concerned, at least in the way that I am concerned, like, I've... I'm guilty of making fat jokes. Um, I probably won't make any really severe ones down the line on the recordings, but I might. But it's because the ones that I make aren't like, oh yeah, look at that fat fucking ugly bitch eating that hamburger. That's not the fat jokes that I would make. And I'm not saying that to make the joke. I really hate that in this day and age it's really hard to make an example without people thinking, oh, he really made that example just so he could make that joke. He's not possibly meaning what he's saying. It's like if I say I'm making an example, I'm making an example. I'm not some fucking bitch who needs to speak and double speak. That's the one thing that women, can you admit you do? You speak and double speak. Okay? It's like you'll say one thing, you'll do another thing. You won't say what you mean. You won't say what's on your head. This isn't like sexist shit. Men don't do it. I mean, I guess we should start doing it to be equal to you, but really... Shouldn't you guys be better than us if you want us to listen to you? I know this this just went a little off the rails anyway. We'll get back on topic. I think when you don't speak your mind, it just it creates problems. Because if we all spoke our mind, then we might be able to actually trust one another. It's like if I tell you I'm saying this to make an example, then you might believe it. But if you don't think we actually speak our mind, you just think, well, he's just saying that to make that joke. But the actual fat jokes that I like to make that I do make to myself quite occasionally when I go to McDonald's is, ah, look at that fat bitch on the way to a damn heart attack and she doesn't even know it yet. That poor, pathetic, fat fuck. You know, it comes from a place of love. It's still a little negative, but it comes from a loving place. It's reality. It's like, I feel bad for her. I'm pitying her because she's pitying herself. And at least when I'm taking it, looking at it honestly like that, instead of you go girl, I'm kind of looking at reality and seeing it for what it is instead of going, yes, you're telling me you're doing this just because it makes you happy. There's nothing at all wrong in your life. You know, that's it. I will at least say that a lot of body positive people do have this attitude of, well, we just we just found a way to be happy. What's wrong with being happy? And you know what? For a very long time, 
beside the fact that you were killing yourselves slowly like cigarette smokers, I kind of could see the point. And then I realized something. You know, there are a lot of fucking people on the planet. Okay. And food is a finite resource right now. We, we're not in Star Trekian times yet where we have digi-constructors that are like gonna scan the DNA of like a food item and it's gonna print it out for you or we're just gonna be recycling shit and we're gonna be able to like make food. And it's like, we're not there yet. I think someday we will be. I hope we can get our heads out of our asses and actually start evolving as a culture and growing and moving forward with progress instead of constantly repeating the past. We should be at a point in history where we could learn enough from the past to not repeat these mistakes. But food, it's a finite resource, people. Eventually, McDonald's will run out of Big Macs. It is possible. And that's something no one thinks about. It's also not thought about the fact that if we consumed less food in America, if we only consumed what we needed, we could feed the homeless. We could take care of the people we need to take care of. These are facts. This is why I, I never wanted to call fat people selfish because I've loved a lot of fat people in my life. I've came to the I came to the conclusion much earlier that it was fucking horrible for their health, no matter how much they work out. But it, it took a little while longer to come around to the fact that it is selfish behavior because it's totally negating the fact that the world doesn't revolve around you. The world is not yours. This isn't a little bubble that's just for you. We all live in this bubble together. We all share this bubble of sweetness. And we gotta fucking realize that. And in many ways, it's why I understand how we've manipulated and brainwashed the culture into agreeing that abortion is a woman's choice. Oh, shit! Oh my god, the feminists, they're not gonna like this. Please hear me out before you just go with the whole rhetoric. You're just a man, and you have no right to tell us how to live. You don't carry the babies. Yeah, I don't. But that doesn't mean that I, I can't care about life. That doesn't mean that I can't have a fucking opinion. And... By the way, it's really reductive when these feminists, when I've tried to be like, yo, I think abortion's technically murder because we don't really know when life begins or ends. So, you know, when you abort that life that could be, and they're like, well, it's not a life yet. And I'm like, but if it's a, li if it's a potential life, then it's a life. Because, you know, time isn't linear. At least if you understand quantum mechanics, and that's not made up fantasy bullshit. That's real science. Okay? There's real scientists who believe time is not linear, that what's happening in the past is happening now, what's happening in the future now, and what's happening in the present, like, affects everything. This is not the shit that the Christians are talking about. When they're just like, you can't kill a life, man! It's a sin! I'm not trying to tell you that. And let me tell you a very personal story to explain why... I have this stance on abortion that I never had in my life. I was pro-choice my whole life practically. I was a very liberal person. And eventually one day, I had this just gut feeling that abortion was somehow wrong. And I was like, what the fuck? I never thought that. Why am I feeling that now? Is this, is this just some fucking weird weed? Is this anti-abortion weed? Did the fucking Republicans give me this shit? What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> so I started thinking about it. 
And I was like, well, if somebody's raped, I can see how abortion could be an option in that scenario. I'm kind of, I've got, come to the point where I'm kind of on the fence about that one. I definitely am in agreement that if a mother's or the pregnant person's life is in danger, women, feminists evidently get really, really upset when you use the term mother. Um, and I love how women treat this like it's a misogyny thing, like I just want you to be baby makers. Could it not be that I have real reverence and respect for the idea of a mother, for the idea of a, the fact that you can bring life into this world, that I think that's really special? And the reason I think that's special is I wouldn't be here if abortion existed when my father was born. Or if it was, you know, really... I can't remember if it existed at the point or not. He was born in 1954. I might be wrong that it existed, but uh, the parents of, of his mother, his uh, uh, blood mother, yeah, he's, he ended up being put up for adoption. This is a long story. Buckle up. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, they were Catholic. They were Irish Catholics. And this 17-year-old uh, girl fell madly in love with a black man. This this bright, you know, pale pasty, red-haired Irish girl, 17 years old, fell in love with a 16-year-old black man. And uh, yeah, she got pregnant. And they wanted to keep the baby and get married, because this was 54 and getting married at that age actually wasn't totally uncommon. And it could totally be done if your family supported you and, and helped you in that situation. It's really just a beautiful story. They were madly, passionately in love, conceived this child, and then the fucking Irish family, uh, when they found out about it, that the color skin of the father, they were like, no fucking way, and he's never coming around. Because she had kept it a secret until then, and she was like thinking, well, now that there's this baby, they'll have to love him. And instead, they're like, no, you have to get rid of that fucking thing. So they put up my father for adoption. And he never got to meet his actual parents. But he did get to have an incredible adoptive mother. And a pretty damn good adoptive father. And the thing about my grandmother, who I will always see as my true grandmother, because even if she wasn't my dad's blood, she fucking raised me, she cared for me, she was there for me, and she was there for my dad, and that was my dad's mom. He didn't think of his blood mother as his mom. He wanted to meet her badly. He wanted to find her badly. He never could. He could find the story information from the adoption agency. I'm not sure how he could find all that information, but he couldn't actually ever find her. You know, years and years back of like stories from my child and my father's not even alive anymore for me to ask details of this. Otherwise, I would have. But I'm, I'm just like, why I can't believe in abortion is if my dad was aborted then my sweet grandmother would never have gotten the chance to have a child because she couldn't carry children. She desperately wanted to be a mom, but she just couldn't. She couldn't have one of her own. And because of these two people's incredible love for one another, they created a life. And then my grandmother having incredible love for wanting to give her love to another life, like, that made my life exist. I wouldn't be here otherwise. Literally. This isn't me trying to talk all Christian-like and going, you're fucking sinners, man. You're going and aborting those children. 
But the, the women's rights that abortions are for aren't for that 16-year-old girl. Because that 16-year-old girl wouldn't have wanted, or 17-year-old girl, getting, getting the fucking ages confused again. She wouldn't have wanted to abort the baby. She wanted to keep it. At the very least, she wanted to know that it went to a good home. And that's why I think any woman who goes out and is fucking around drinking and just having unprotected sex, not on the pill, not doing anything responsible to make sure you're not going to accidentally have an accident, it's like nobody fucking accidentally orders a damn pizza, but people fucking accidentally have children all the damn time. It's, it's fucking, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that people don't accept personal responsibility and they come to the conclusion that they can just snuff out a life. Yeah, if your life's in danger, that's one thing, you know, because in that scenario, it's like, well, you don't kill the mother. You have to, you have to make the tough choice. Because realistically, I think that it would do a lot of these sluts some good to accept some responsibility and to find some love for something other than their fucking selves. I mean, this is the real problem with all these women who just go, It's a woman's right! You're sexist! I'm like, you know what? You're pissing me off because you're automatically assuming where I'm coming from when you've got no fucking clue why I'm against abortion, and I wasn't even ever against it before in my life. I fucking came full circle to this shit and realized, holy fuck nuts, I wouldn't be here. And, and that means, like, who else might not be here? What if Walt Disney was, like, born in that scenario? You don't have to like Walt Disney, but look at what that fucker created, okay? Disney's fucking awesome. It's made the world so fucking happy. I mean, yeah, he's done some anti-Semitic shit and some other fucking problematic racial crap. But beyond that, a lot of people have derived a lot of happiness from there. You know what, let's use a better example. Nintendo, Shigeru Miyamoto. Where would the world be without Mario and Zelda? And if you're rolling your eyes at that, it's like, wow, your life must fucking suck. It must suck to not think that things have meaning and that they matter. It's like, those memories of our childhood of playing those games, they keep us going. Those are the happy thoughts that can make us fly. Why are we being so cynical about them? If you're an atheist and you don't think there's a God at all, then doesn't that make this shit even more special? Like, Shigeru Miyamoto wasn't guided by some fucking angel or something. Maybe he was, but just to try to get over to some of these atheistic people. I'm not an atheist. I'm not also not a Christian. We'll get into my religious views in a minute here. <clears throat> But just to get over to some atheists, it's like, can't you see the fact that maybe that makes the world more special, not less special? Because we can choose to put incredible things into the world that bring joy, that make our time on this planet worth living. That means that snuffing out certain lives that we don't know what those people might be capable of like, you don't have to have some fairy tale magic belief in some deities to think that, you know, it's potentially a possibility that that life, that potential embryonic life that's not a life yet to some people. You know, it's not like an egg that's not been fertilized. It's been fertilized. It's growing. It's alive. It's becoming life. 
When you cancel that process, you're canceling life out. That's killing, that's murder. I'm not trying to like put you, you down. Like if your life's in danger, you have to make that choice. It's like if somebody's got a gun to your head, you gotta fucking shoot the thing. And it's like if that baby's got a gun to your fucking head, well, if the baby's gonna kill you, you can't have the baby. Okay, we gotta fucking kill the baby. That's a little baby terrorist. I understand that. And please understand that was just a, a metaphoric joke. Just trying to make the point clear. Like, the point is true, but the joke was just to make you laugh and to make a metaphor about it. Like, we have to really explain comedy at this point, but maybe it's because very few comics explain their point of view when they're saying shit like this, and people then just automatically think, oh, they're just saying that fucked up shit just to say fucked up shit. And it's like, no, I say fucked up shit because it's what gets me through this fucked up world. <laughs> I'm kind of ready to just go, just kind of completely lose my mind like the rest of you. But my sense of humor is what keeps me in fucking check. It's how I can look at the horrible realities of the world and go, you know what? It isn't sexist to say that the majority of women who use abortion services are sluts. Okay? Now, sure, 10, 15, 25% Maybe those are legitimately necessary abortions. And I really want to pump that number up to 25% when there's a little voice in my head going, it's really more like 5 or 7% and you know it. And I'm like, fucking shut up. We're not that fucked up. We know that there aren't that many people doing it, but I would say that 75% of the people using the abortion services are just sluts. Because admittedly, if you aren't just fucking around, it's like you're either a teenager or you're a slut. And here's the one thing I do kind of think about being a teenage slut. It's like, I don't think you should be forced to raise the kid, but potentially, maybe if you have to carry the child, it might make you think your life through a little deeper later on, and it might keep you from making another mistake, which is actually caring about the pregnant person too. See, we can just let people have total, complete, anarchistic, Anarchistic? Oh wait, no. Uh, Anarchy-based freedom. I'm fucking getting my, my stoned mind confused here. We can give anarchy freedom to people, sure. Or we could give freedom with responsibility to people, which I think is fucking dope. I think it's really cool to like know that I have a responsibility as a human to not lose my shit out in public. I learned that because I lost my shit in public and got arrested for it. Now, technically, besides being a stoner, I'm also autistic, so I had this real liberal view that, like, it wasn't my fucking fault, and that the cops shouldn't have arrested me and wronged me, and then I eventually circled back around to the point, like, nah, made an ass of myself in public, cop was within his right to arrest me. The, the problem was when the justice system didn't step in afterwards and go, oh, so you've got a mental health problem, so you're not just being a fucking asshole. Oh, you're homeless. Oh, your dad's dying? Oh, and it's Christmas Eve? Okay, well, this this makes sense. You know, that obviously could just be an excuse, but um, since we're in this day and age where we believe people, we should believe that instead of thinking you're just a dangerous little psychotic piece of shit, that perhaps you're somebody who's just been through some traumatic experiences, you know. That's why I eventually came around to the fact that you really can't hate cops. They're put in a situation and it's like, they have to make the reflex reaction. They have to go short term. 
Justice systems long term. Justice system is the one fucking up the world. Because when cops make mistakes, they could be the ones to step in and go, look, it's kind of on us. Like, legitimately, we're not training these people properly. Um, we're giving essentially pissed off Walmart managers handguns and a shit ton of responsibility. And that's just the bad cops. The good cops were giving naive heroes guns and they get really fucking terrified and also potentially really fucking angry because good people are really sensitive. If you notice online, a lot of liberals who have a lot of good beliefs tend to be really volatile fucking people and it's because they are so caring and so sensitive that they haven't learned to control it. I know because I'm one of you and my ass ended up in jail for it. So, so believe you me, this is not me sitting here fucking saying all this shit like, oh my God, you just need to change the way you're thinking because I'm telling you a better way to, I'm like just telling you that I lived the way that y'all lived and it did not work out very well for me. I lost my best friend because of it. For example, when all the, the Ferguson riots, I believe that was Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah, Ferguson, Missouri. The Ferguson, Missouri riots busted out. My best friend of nearly 10 years was a black guy. Like, he was my best fucking friend. This dude was, and not in like that, yo, he's my brother. But like, no, I thought of this dude like my family. Like, he was my brother, my blood brother. I want to say that as whitely as possible so you understand I'm not trying to throw some fucking jive inflection on it, man. Oh shit, is that racist? No, I was trying to say that because I like 70s black exploitation movies because they're made with like black leads and that's where I always, you know, found a relation to black people. I was the kid who loved James Bond and saw the cover for fucking Shaft and it's like he's badder than Bond and I'm like, oh, oh shit? This dude's better than... I gotta watch this. If this dude's better than Bond, then this has got to be like the best movie of all time. And I can't lie. It was a pretty fucking awesome movie. Fucking loved it. My mom was a little like, you want to watch that? Like, I don't know if you're going to be able to understand or relate to it. And that's when I realized my mom was racist. Not in like the hateful sense, but just you lived in the South and people who came from a certain fucking era. It's like, you'd have black friends and you talk to black people. It's just, she wouldn't think that she'd understand their music or their movies. And she couldn't see how that was racist. And it's like, I think it's because when you say you're being racist, people automatically assume you're being hateful. When it's like, we're trying to remind people that you are having thoughts that probably aren't even your own. Like, these are thoughts that have been implanted by the people that in places you've been around. And because realistically, when we're born into the world, we don't think, oh my God, I'm not going to relate to this person because they're a different color. Like, somebody eventually comes around going, you know, black people are human beings. It's just, they've got a different culture than us, you know. We, we, we need to love them and respect them. But uh, we just need to understand that sometimes we're not going to be able to understand or relate to them. And that's okay. It's a fucked up thing to say, but that's what my mother's father said to my mom. Because they happened to live across the street in Georgia from the fucking head of the KKK. And as racist as my fucking mother's father and, and family were, it wasn't the hateful form of the racism. It was a, we don't understand these colored folk. They have that weird jive music and they make those strange movies and they tell those off-color jokes and they smoke the devil's lettuce. We'll never be able to relate to it. 
And it's like, yeah, now we've make it a part of our culture because the shit that they brought over is so fucking cool that we're just like, you guys are so fucking awesome that we want to like appropriate your culture. And that becomes a problem when you appropriate a culture without loving and respecting and caring for said culture. So to make a really long story roundabout to the point, I lost my best fucking friend during the Ferguson riots because I was so pissed off about cops and I was going, we need to get out and fucking protest, man. And when he's like, no, we actually fucking don't. It's not going to help. It's not going to do any good. And as a matter of fact, these cops aren't even as bad as you think. And I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, you're black, dude. They could kill you. And he's like, no, it's not like that. They're not going to fucking kill me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I got angry at him. It devolved into where I was a fucking white man yelling at a fucking black man for not wanting to protest police instead of listening to the black guy who knew more than I did. Because these protests aren't fixing anything. They're actually making it worse. And that's what he tried to tell me. But I didn't want to listen then. Now I keep trying to tell people the same shit and they don't want to listen to me. And I'm like, I get it. Nobody wants to hear any of this shit because it's so fucking new and it's like, it makes your brain fucking have a, a fucking brain fart. You're like, fuck, I'm frozen. I don't get it. This is fucking a weird way of thinking. Are you telling me that cops aren't really that bad? Yeah, I'm telling you they're normal human beings put in extraordinary situations and they're making fucking piss poor judgment calls and the real fucking people who are responsible for creating this fucked up situation is the fucking news media and the fucking justice system. Nobody's fucking coming out and fucking saying the truth. Nobody's fucking coming out and just being like, okay, cops chasing black guy, black guy runs, cop assumes the guy's running because he's fucking guilty when the cop's running because he sees, I mean, when the black guy's running because he sees a cop and he goes, fuck, I'm going to get shot and die. And here's the real fucking problem. The news media runs these stories that cops are just maliciously essentially executing black people a lot. And while it has happened, definitely not saying it doesn't happen, it's not an epidemic. The statistics aren't even there for the amount of unarmed black people killed by cops and even just the amount of black people killed by cops. It's not much higher than other races and the reason that it could be higher than other races could be the economic disadvantages of the black community. And unfortunately, there are gangs within those communities. There still are gangs. There still is crime elements. And this isn't somebody going, oh, well, blame them because they're black and there's black on crime. It's like, no. The, the black criminals, number one, are criminals because they have been put into an environment where they were literally had no other choices to survive and they weren't just gonna lay down and die. And that's why I have like respect for black gangsters because I understand where it comes from. It's like if you're poor, at the end of the day, you gotta eat. I get it. If you can't get a job, if you're so fucking disadvantaged. I mean, don't go killing people, obviously. Once you've taken a life, it's like, eh. Can't really stand and go, good on you, dude. But if you're just, you know, breaking the laws in some way, I get that kind of gang mentality. I'm, I'm not trying to say there's something totally evil with it, but at the same time, the world doesn't just revolve around these people. 
we all live in a bubble together and it's like some people are going to see that and they're not going to understand that that's what's happening and that's what creates the racist divide in the country they're just like oh my gosh fucking black dudes drinking 40s and dealing fucking drugs and that's why they don't fucking have jobs and that's why this and blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like no this all started because of fucking desegregation of fucking black people not being hired for jobs that they were qualified for. Because there are a lot of racists who will chime in and, and, and bring up the real truth that there are a lot of very uneducated black people who really couldn't do the big, you know, intellectual kind of jobs is what I was trying to reach for. It's a touchy subject, folks. Let's just fucking roll through it here. But the real fact is there were a lot of very highly intelligent black people who were capable of doing those intellectual jobs. It's like the real fucking reality that I've learned is that both sides are right and both sides are wrong. You know, it's not wrong to say that there's criminal elements within black communities, within certain Latin communities, within certain other ethnic communities. That's not wrong. It's not inaccurate. It's inaccurate when you depict all people of that race that way. It's inaccurate when you go, they're doing that just because they're bad people. No, they're doing that because they're disadvantaged. When you're disadvantaged, you're prone to making impulsive, poor, rash choices. Just like cops are prone to poor, impulsive, rash choices because those people are fucking underpaid and... We fucking buy them all these fancy fuck toys and all these fancy fuck guns, but we can't, you know, give them a decent fucking paycheck so that they actually feel like, you know, hey, I'm risking my life every day, but at least I can support my fucking family and at least the fucking people appreciate my sacrifice. At the end of the day, <clears throat> cops are like our pissed off fathers. You know, all our fathers at one point or another, no matter how good they were, and I had a good fucking dad, okay? But all fucking dads at one point or another, if you had one, had an anger outburst. If you had one of those fucking hippy-dippy dads who was never angry, wow, you got a unicorn, good on you. You're probably a fucking unicorn yourself. Good on you. But that a cop is just a fucking father who's feeling that he's not getting respect from his son. He's like, you don't appreciate what I fucking do for you! I fucking walk these streets for you. I fucking get shot at for you. And you can't give me a little fucking courtesy, you piece of shit. And you're just sitting there going, I was just trying to get to work. I wasn't trying to speed, but you're coming over me with a power complex because somebody didn't hug you enough as a child and I didn't get hugged enough as a child. So I don't have enough love in my heart to give you the love that you weren't given. So now we're just going to argue with each other. And because you've got the gun and the badge, you can, you can shoot me or take me to jail. And then the justice system is just like, eh, it's what happens. This is legal. This is reality. See, these are the fucked up thoughts that I've had over the past four years since Trump has been in office. These are the fucked up thoughts, or since he's been just been running for office, as a matter of fact. Like, it started out having all these really hyper-liberal thoughts during the, the election with Trump. And then, the more he was in office, I just fucking started seeing that both sides were just fucking 
being the biggest damn hypocrites. Like liberals would, would accuse Trump of like being an arrogant blowhard and then liberals would act like arrogant blowhards and then Trump would be like, you're arrogant blowhards and it's like the pot calling kettle fucking black. And it's like, can we not fucking sit down and just kind of observe and think about what's happened? Can we stop fucking running on the damn treadmill? Can, can we just fucking breathe for five minutes and think that maybe we're just repeating ourselves over and over again like I've kind of done through parts of this podcast. And the only way we're going to make the future better is if we really start looking at the past mistakes we've made. And if we start looking at it honestly, it's why you have to look at Obama's legacy and go, he don't got a good one. He didn't really change enough shit. It's like everybody's talking about it. It's so horrible they could be taking away the Affordable Health Care Act. And I'm like, I'm on the Affordable Health Care Act and they can shove it up their ass for all I care. I want health care that actually fucking works. Okay, as someone who has mental health issues, um, do you know that if I want to see a psychologist, if I'm trying to get in to see a new psychologist, it takes like up to two fucking weeks. Now, that's just getting in to see a psychologist, I thought, because I've never, I haven't been in like a suicidal state in like fucking years. So I'm like, I haven't had that ASAP need to see one. But then I met people who were on the same insurance who had that ASAP need because they were in that suicidal tendency and they're like, well, you can go check into a hospital, but it's going to take you about two weeks to get in to see our, our doctor. So you can either go to the hospital or, or you know, wait two weeks. And it's like, uh-huh. Okay. And uh, the other fucking problem with the Affordable Health Care Act that, you know, doesn't do shit for mental health, basically, is that it really doesn't do shit for general health. You get sent to some of these facilities, and my God... The fucking morons who run that place. I'm like, I should not have more medical knowledge than the doctor. If I'm having to fill the fucking doctor and he's like, oh, yes, and you're diabetic. Yeah. And so what should the normal blood sugar range be? I'm like, don't you know? No, I can't remember. Um, okay, it should be between like, you know, 80 and... 150 at like the highest I guess I mean you're the doctor you should I should be asking what the fuck really really you're gonna sit there and fucking ask me and if somebody's probably out there going well he was just trying to see if you knew and I'm like so he had to fucking ask me a trick question he couldn't just be like do you know like I know but do you know he probably knew that I was gonna be like well yeah, I have a fucking idea, but it's your job to fucking tell me, so why don't you do your fucking job? It's like with these fucking Grubhub delivery people. Have any of you uh, ordered from Grubhub during COVID? This has been the best excuse for them to just be the laziest that they could fucking be. I give good tips. I give 8 and $10 tips all the time, even for $20 fucking purchases. Yeah, I got monies. I'm not, I'm not unfortunate off. That's why I take, you know, I feel bad for these people. I know they're not making a good living. I know that uh, they're doing this job because they need a job and they need to support themselves or their family or what have you. So when I give you a good tip and I click and I uncheck the no contact free delivery, 
I should at least have a fucking knock at the door if you're going to be lazy and rude enough to just leave my food there. I get that people are afraid of COVID and it's like, I think though, if you're a Grubhub driver and you see that it's not checked for no contact free, you know, if it's checked, I don't want contact free delivery that I want you to hand me my fucking food. You should go, well, then I, I can't deliver there. And I've seen when I've like written in instructions, how it's taken longer for certain drivers to pick it up. Cause they're like, Oh, I don't want to deal with this person. He's actually asking me to do my fucking job. And, and, and I, I was really thinking, am I just being selfish because COVID is a thing? And I'm not one of those people who doesn't think it's a thing, but it's like, I'm not sick. The, the drivers are always wearing masks. Uh, I'm not leaning right in his face. I'm, I, I can, I'm even holding my breath most of the time too. I'm not even trying to talk to him. I'm just like nodding my head and shit, trying to be as, as conscious of this shit as possible because I'm not an asshole all the time, just some of the time. But it was when I really started thinking, you know, maybe I am just being a selfish asshole in this instance. Maybe they're just afraid and they're probably, especially since they're paid so little, they're probably really just stressed the fuck out and it's, it's okay. Like, it's all right that they're not doing their fucking job. I get it. I'll just let them take their $10 tip and that'll be that. And then it slowly dawned on me, wait, I'm not the only person who orders from Grubhub. While there are a lot of people in my under 30 age bracket who order from Grubhub who can definitely lean down to the fucking ground and pick up food. Elderly people can't fucking do that. And if an elderly person clicks, you know, turns off the no contact free delivery, if they're willing to take that risk, you should be willing to hand them their fucking food because there's probably a reason that they want their food handed to them. Like maybe they're going to bend over to pick up the food and their fucking hip's going to go out. And instead of just fucking picking up a bag of food, now you've killed this old bitch. Way to go, Grubhub driver. Because she had to lean over to pick up that fucking bag of food that you couldn't hand that nice old lady. Her back had to go out and she had to fucking careen into the damn pavement and crack her fucking head open on the skull. And everybody just had to walk by like those cops in those videos earlier this year going, Look, it's bleeding! It's bleeding! Nobody does a damn thing. It's like, it's bleeding. Those are valid scenarios. Just like the scenario of which I'm against abortion is a valid reason that I fucking wouldn't exist. My father fucking wouldn't exist if abortion was socially acceptable in that time for Catholics. Because I'm not sure if it was you know, like legal and safe at that time. But I damn sure know it wasn't socially acceptable for Catholics, and still even to this day, it's not really socially acceptable to a lot of Catholics. But I'm not one of those people who says it's socially unacceptable because my religious beliefs tell me so. My fucking conscience tells me so. Because I love life. I love being here. I'm one of these people who actually recognizes that the world is full of horrible shit, but it's also full of equally amazing shit. The world is totally yin and yang for every horrible, 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 fucking horrific, ah! there's something that just makes you go, oh my God, and like, yeah, fuck, mmm. And just let your mind wonder what that possible thing could be. But by that same breath, I'm not somebody who despises religion. I'm actually somebody who's so fucking crazy. Eh. I'm crazy in the way it's like, you know, at the beginning of Alice in Wonderland, it's like, I'm afraid you've gone completely around the bend, but I've got a secret for you. The best people are.
or something to that effect. It's like, once you kind of realize that you can think other thoughts and other people, and it's like, yeah, there aren't going to be a lot of people who agree with me, but that doesn't mean I can't think this thought for my fucking self. You really open your mind up to wondrous fucking possibilities. And it's when I realized, you know, I see a lot of people going fucking atheist. I see a lot of people picking and choosing religion or just letting go of the shit, period, and just being agnostic and shit. And I was like, has anybody ever tried to see if all the religions kind of interconnect? And they do. And there are a bunch of people who actually kind of try to point out that all religions are kind of pointing to the same truth. And I had, I was dating a very religious Christian and I thought it was going to really work out well. And boy, was I fucking mistaken because they're fucking indoctrinated more than you could believe. Because I had this thought and in my head, it makes logical fucking sense. And if you're talking to someone with a belief in a higher power, I would think they'd be on board as well. But uh, I've seen some Muslims kind of be down with the idea of all religions pointing to the same shit, just going like, these are our faith and our practices, but we're not saying these other faiths don't actually fucking like matter and that they're not pointing to truths. Because if you actually read the Quran, they talk about Christ really highly. They don't call him necessarily, I think, the son of God. I haven't, I, I'm not that familiar with the Quran. I just know more about it than the average white American. So I know they talk about and reference Christ more than pretty much any other prophet in the book. I know they refer to him as a prophet and a really cool dude. So those are two things that Christians and Islamic Muslims have in common. And I, Islamic, just Muslims. I'm fucking up shit today. It's cool. I'm really high. Um, but you know, they have that shit in common and they can't just be like, Hey, you know, we come from opposite ends of the earth. Well, actually, technically they really didn't. Um, it's kind of where the strange point in history remains is the fact that white Christians look at a white version of Jesus and you instantly don't realize that Christ was fucking in the Middle East and so he should be Arab. And it's why Muhammad speaks so highly of Jesus Christ because he knew of him, because he came after him and he was basically extrapolating on the Gospels. I mean, if you really listen to what the Muslim Quran, I'm probably butchering like the terms for this shit, for this stuff. I'm sorry, I don't mean it shit. I just use shit as a term for everything. I'm not Trump saying that it's literal shit. It's just like, you know, that's sh this shit and that shit and this shit and that shit. It's not like it shit. It's like, it's a metaphor. It's just like, well, this is some ish, you know, that stuff. It's like, I use shit as a, as a stand in for stuff. Number one. And so when you look at all the stuff in the Quran, it's like, hey, this is somebody who probably knew of Christ's teachings and was like, this stuff makes a lot of sense. Like, maybe I, maybe I can fucking add to the shit. You know, maybe I can, you know, carry the baton, you know? Like, these people weren't separated by continents. I might be wrong that they weren't in the exact, like, same fucking locations, but they're in the same continent. That's the fucking point. They're in the Middle East at different points in time. And people don't even think about this shit. And I'm over here just going, you know, Muhammad, he probably knew of Christ's teachings. It probably inspired him. And if Christ, if he was getting messages from God, why couldn't 
Why couldn't Muhammad, you know, be getting messages from God? Like, especially if we killed God's only son. I mean, wouldn't God keep trying to fucking get that guy's messages out? Like, he'd be really proud of his son's shit, you know? He'd be like, J-Star, what you did, that was off the fucking chain. And we're going to make sure that your work fucking lives on. Because you live on in everyone. Everything the fucking light touches is yours, little Simba. And everybody throughout time, they're going to carry your ideas. And Mohammed, he's going to talk about you. And J-Star being the compassionate, kind motherfucker, is he just like, Daddy, <coughs> some good shit, Daddy. But they don't even have to reference me after the Quran. I'm glad they put my name in there. But if other people, you know, if they want to create like some kind of, I don't know, a sci-fi storyline about like a mystical force or some shit, and they want to be like warriors of light, so they use like fucking lightsabers and shit, That'd be pretty dope, and they don't even have to talk about me and the shit, because it's just carrying my fucking messages around, and that's all I really care about. I don't want the credit for the shit. I just, I just want to help the people, you know. <laughs> I don't think I can make or do anything better. I'm not an arrogant Kanye motherfucker. I'm somebody who's never had confidence in myself in my life. Like, and now I'm starting to have confidence in myself. So I realistically just was like, that That made me laugh. That was some funny fucking shit. So I'm going to fucking quit while I'm ahead like a smart motherfucker. Because all I could do now is just fuck up our relationship. So thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of Hysterical Horizons. If this is your first time listening and you've made it this far, wow. You're awesome because you have to like the stuff that I'm saying. By this point, you got to be a fan, right? I mean, we've been sitting here for nearly an hour together. That's awesome. And if you don't like this shit, I'm not, like, mad that you're still listening. I kind of feel bad for you. Because if you've literally just listened to this entire thing for an hour, if you're just getting pissed off at me and you just want to write some angry shit at me and you've been trying to listen to the entire thing so you can come up with like the best angry shit to say at me, go right the fucking head. I might come back at you with a, with a really witty comeback, but go right the fuck ahead because damn, dude, your life must suck if that's what you're going to do with your time. You could have turned this off when you realized I just wasn't speaking your language and just went on about your day. But you wanted to lose your shit. And you know what? I've been there before, my friend. I've just completely lost control of all my emotions and just fucking just let my mind become a horse that's just fucking running me off a cliff. And I see us all running off the fucking cliff. And I finally got control of this fucking horse. And I'm just like, we got to fucking pull in front of these people. Got to stop them from running over the cliff. It's like, I don't got all the fucking answers. But I know if I'm awakening to some of this shit, and if all this woke shit is any kind of purpose, I think we still have a lot of woking to do. Because I think if we're sitting here thinking that Biden or Trump is going to save the day, if, if you think either one of those fucking people is going to save the day, 
then you're a little delusional. And you're not delusional because you're a bad, crazy, evil person or any shit like that. Like, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying you are deluding yourself. And it's for a good reason because you're scared and you don't know what the fuck to do. Because we've never been taught that we could, you know, do shit ourselves. We have to start taking power ourselves. It's like if the corporations basically kind of control shit, and realistically, they're the ones donating to certain political platforms, like they got a lot of power with their money. If at any time people could just come together and, and find a way to make money together, or, you know, pull their resources together or just some kind of shit. You know, what if every fucking just Joe Schmo American came together and we just put like a thousand of our dollars together? Like if, can you imagine if, you know, with the amount of people in our fucking country, if we did that, I don't even know the population of America right now. I know there's got to be at least five million people who would do that. What's five million times a thousand? I fucking suck at math. You guys figure it out. See, we want the government to give us money. We want the government to fix things for us. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't desire those things, but those desires have bit us in the fucking ass. So maybe, just maybe, and yeah, I did come up with more to say, and wow, it's some good shit, isn't it? <laughs> but maybe, just maybe, we should think before we act. We should get off the treadmill. Because if we keep thinking that repeating the same fucking mistakes is gonna have a different outcome, then I got to tell ya, America is full of fucking crazy, insane people. And I'm happy to admit that I'm still one of you. I still have my fucking crazy, insane thoughts. I'm just not mentally unstable to the point where I reject reality. The reality is that no political leader has fixed this country truly. These things come in phases. You could almost say that this Trump phase was to make us forget that Obama really didn't do shit. I mean, how do we know that he's just not a puppet? How do we know that when we're watching all this political horseshit that turns Americans against other Americans, that it's just not another fucking episode of Keeping Up With The Damn Kardashians. Thank you all so much for watching Hysterical Horizons. You can catch us on Spotify, on Anchor, or this one time on YouTube. You might catch us down the line on YouTube again if there's something this special where we need to bring you a special extended episode to all my Mega Media Overload fans. But until that day comes, you will not be seeing Hysterical Horizons on YouTube again. So, if you liked what you listened to, go ahead and check it out on Spotify, or on Anchor, or wherever else you listen to podcasts, because Anchor puts it out fucking everywhere for me. Shit's easy as pie. Easy as cake. Those things are really easy to make, aren't they? And they coincidentally easily make you fat. Later days, guys. And girls. And those in between, and those who are undecided, and those who are a gender that does not exist in our current timeline yet.